the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to the first episode of Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast in November with me, a rather breathless <clears throat> um, Jorma Kirko and not Ray Mack. Unfortunately, Ray and I are both sick at the minute and we're in different countries, but it's important for us to put out a show every single week. So we've managed to put one together um, with the help of Hackett Technologies and Morgan Freeman and a couple of other people. It's actually a show that's more stuff than a transvestite's bra, if you can still say that. Anyway, welcome to episode 45, and if you're listening on Grow Radio UK, you're about four months behind, um, so hopefully Ray and I will be better by then, and uh, if you see that there's another episode posted after it, we're not dead, so don't worry. Um, if you're listening this week, though, on the podcast, uh, all your sympathy and money would be more than Welcome. I, I got to Greece on Saturday night and had a wonderful day on, on Sunday, swam in the sea, met some friends. But by midday, I'd got this kind of nasty, tickly cough every 90 seconds or so, and pharmacies, etc., not open on a Sunday. And Monday, I noticed I'd got a temperature and <clears throat> I was coughing like crazy. And last night, um, you know, when you get that horrible feeling when you, you need to cough, but you cough and your you, ribs are in agony at the same time. So um got up to cook at half past six this morning uh, because just in case it's not COVID, going for a test fairly soon. Um, I might be attending a barbecue this afternoon, <laughs> so let's wait and see. Um, but at this moment, though, you know, I'm feeling sick and miserable, but I'm looking out of the window at the tallest mountain in Crete and uh, just wondering how many weeks are left before it's it's covered in snow. It's covered in snow 10 months of the year, actually, and it's usually covered in snow by now in November, but it's actually 27 degrees today, and that's snow joke, as Ray would say. Uh, Ray's got a throat inve- infection too. He says he's got hot flushes. So he's best off in bed so that nobody can catch the menopause off him. Uh, Ray's one of the few people I've met who never got COVID. Um, He was absolutely, absolutely paranoid about it. But I I said when I had it the first time, also coincidentally when I was in Greece, um, there are many times that I've felt more ill than with COVID, including this. Anyway, it might be... uh, raise COVID virginity, who knows, but let's wish him well all the, all the way anyway. Uh, we've got true or false, and we've got Ray undergoing a little emergency psychiatology and criminal minds BS. We're going to revisit the most recent American presidents in their residential homes, and as always, we're going to start off with Morgan Freeman, who's written a rousing poem about ice hockey, of all topics. Hello, Shakers. Sincerest thanks once again for your kind comments on my recent Halloween poem. That means a lot. Now, recently, I received a request from Simon Price, a keen hockey fan in the Sheriff of Nottinghamshire. Now, you gotta realize that Britishers call field hockey the girls' game, hockey. So here I mean what they call ice hockey. Well, Simon asked me to write an ode to his favorite player, Colton Saucerman. So I did some research and watched some videos and came up with this, my first ever poem about sports. 
It's funny, though, how sports are so interconnected to everyday life. And so, when I wrote this, I fell into a reverie and ended up in quite a deep place where I tried to put myself in his skates, so to speak. Here it is, Ode to Colton, Saucer Man, by Morgan Friedman. Colton Saucer Man plays hockey so mean, with a bushy beard like you've never seen. Food and scraps within its tangles, hidden deep where bacteria mingles. He's also got a very funny name. It's the best one in this Warriors game. Hockey fans say he's pretty good at it, but he reminds me of Roald Dahl's Mr. Twit. Roald Dahl was great though, wasn't he just? Reading his books for most is a must. Dahl's granddaughter gives me the horn. I'd wake up with her any morn. Saucerman's a midget, so he's got no chance. With Sophie Dahl for a bit of romance. She's five feet eleven, but I am taller. So she'll cream herself as soon as I call her. Doing the deed, we'll laugh at Colton's beard. Saucerman's a name that's really weird. I don't understand why a dwarf plays hockey. You'd think he'd make a more successful jockey. Colton Saucerman plays hockey like a queen. Watch him cry and make a scene. At the end of the day, it's me who's with Sophie. So he can stay at home and polish his trophy. What can I say? Uh, Morgan never disappoints with his unique spin on things. Um, why not send us in a request for a poem on any topic and Morgan will surely write one for you. Okay, let's do true or false. false you ready jimmy true <laughs> you're off to a flying start exactly. oliver reed once drank over a hundred pints of beer in 24 hours now a hundred pints of beer in 24 hours that shouldn't be physically possible should it um but oliver reed did some very very mad things didn't he I'm not sure about 24 hours. I'm sure he could have done it in a weekend. But I think, man, he did often have alcohol poisoning, didn't he? So I'm going to say that that's actually true. <laughs> Good skills. Was not it? only <laughs> Jimmy, wait for this. Not only true, but he did a horizontal headstand on the bar. Oh, God. <laughs> and that takes seriously good skills. Mr. Reed, <laughs> I applaud you. And shakers, do not try this at home or down in your local juicer, especially no. the headstands. <laughs> yeah, I, but actually, when I think about a horizontal headstand, surely is that not just lying down? <laughs> <laughs> I, I could imagine you doing that, Jimmy. Jimmy get a load of this. In other news, his boozing buddy and another hellraiser, probably know who I'm talking about, Richard Burton. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Richard Harris. Yeah, well, no, actually, he was also a pal. Mm. He was shooting a movie at the time, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold in Ireland. Now, right. one scene required him, Jimmy, to down a glass of whiskey, okay? The props department bought in the usual substitute, which was a ginger ale. Mm. But 
Burton waved it away. It's only a short scene, pal. We won't need more than a couple of takes. Bring me the real stuff for fact's sake. In fact, Jimmy, getting the scene took 47 seven takes. So he drank 47 fucking Oh, whiskeys. my God. <laughs> only a short scene. Well, he got enough shorts in, didn't he? <laughs> Whiskey business, Jimmy. <laughs> Right, come on, second question. <laughs> okay. King Arthur came a lot. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> so sorry, that came all completely all wrong. Maybe you thought I it was meant to be associated with the court of Camelot in a yes, place possibly, where he held yes. court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with his round table, etc. <laughs> But the burning question is, Jimmy, do we know in theory, theoretically speaking, if he came a lot like an average bloke or just a mere <laughs> tablespoon kind of bloke? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to I actually listened to a history documentary about King Arthur last night mm. and I've been reading some of his tales. Now, I'm not even sure how this fits into true or false because <laughs> I mean, one is a fictitious character. The other, um, <laughs> what, what can I say? All I, all I do know is that his wife was having it off with uh, Lancelot behind his back. <laughs> the only real evidence was that, Jimmy, he's only got one child, so it's probably a load of bollocks. Yeah, okay. He came a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have that one then. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Okay, final question. Mm-hmm. Cows kill cows kill more people every year than sharks, Jimmy. We're back to sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're jumping the shark here, aren't we? Uh cows. Cows kill more people than sharks. Um Well, that's an interesting one. I mean, you've got to be in the sea, haven't you, to be killed by a shark? Mm-hmm. And how many people go swimming near? Well, the hell of a lot more cows around, or I see them on a more regular basis anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I would think so, because you might get things like stampedes. And what about bullfighting? Bulls are cows after all, aren't they? Yeah. I, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to go for true. I think those celebrity cows kill more people than those celebrity sharks. I think that's true, but also don't mind, because I've already won two out of three, so... <laughs> Anyway, they were easy enough. Current figures indicate that sharks are responsible for an average of 10 deaths a year worldwide. Now, cows kill 20 Americans a year, mostly from smashing into people and kicking them to death. Utterly terrifying. Is that right? But they only kill Americans, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, Jimmy. <laughs> they're tired of us. Yeah, I'm sure. They're tired of us eating more. Ch- you know, <laughs> they're they're tired of us not eating more chicken and yeah. tugging and pulling pulling them off for milk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I was in Australia once, and I saw a, yeah. a bumper on the back of a car with a picture of a kangaroo that said, yeah. "Eat more beef, you bastard." <laughs> Can you say that? Tip of the day, Shakers. Good yeah. idea to warm up the old winter hands before milking, pal. 
<laughs> very true. Very true. I'll tell you something else about that. Did you know that um, the pox, uh, they worked out that there's some bacteria in a cow's milk, which actually stops you, but not when it's been pasteurized like we buy it in the shops, but in its natural form. And when uh, smallpox was going around killing people, they realized the only people who were immune to it were milkmaids. Wow. And that is a true story. That's a true story. What mm. to say, Jimmy and Terry, more people come into contact with cows, okay? So your chances are low, but never zero, pal. Never I've zero. never heard of anyone being killed by a cow. And how? How would? Shit. And how would a cow kill a feckin' shark anyway, Jimmy? That is a thing, <laughs> isn't it? That is a thing. I do know that when I was a kid, though, I used to put my fingers in cows' mouths whilst feeding them, and I would never do that with a shark. So, <laughs> Declan and Mowgli, the audio gangsters from Hackett Technologies, suggested that as we're under the weather, uh, that we include a sketch about Trump, Obama, and Biden playing dominoes in a retirement home where they all secretly live together when they're not being filmed at Mar-a-Lago, etc. Oh, that's nice, Mr. President's playing dominoes together. I'll be along later with your meds. Now, Donald and Joe, which one of you seniors played the last domino? Slow Joe did. Enough of the age thing already. Life starts at 80. We all know it. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows everything unless you're Biden. You know, Barack, I'm sure a game of dominoes is probably the highlight of your miserable, disgusting life. I mean, it's not exactly a MAGA rally with thousands of people chanting your name. Men dressed in buffalo horns, storming the Capitol, storming the Daniels. Yeah, Barack, that's code for Donald wanting to play a game that Donald can actually win, like tic-tac-toe, because we all know he couldn't win an election. Nobody ever did that. Hey, I I can win at anything. I'm a winner. And I'll tell you both, I would have won that election if it weren't for all the fake news and rigged voting machines. And the fact that you lost. You just wait, Hussein. I'll be back in the White House soon enough. Not if I have anything to do with it. I don't think so. You know, fellas, I think we should stop talking about politics and just enjoy our game of dominoes. Whose turn is it? Fine with me. I'm just happy to be spending some beautiful time with my two favorite losers. You know you try your breast your best but it just ain't good enough you're just a sore loser Bullshit. now which one of you guys played last he did you know guys i'm really proud of the domino team i put together in this old folks home more than half the women in my team are women wow joe that's really something to be proud of yep it is donald we're making progress towards true gender equality you know joe i couldn't agree more it's about time we had more women in positions of power will someone take their turn who was hey i have nothing against women in power as long as they don't do a Hillary, I know where she yeah, went. It's disgusting, really disgusting. I don't want to talk about it. No, it's too disgusting. Don't say it. It's disgusting. <laughs> of course, Donald, because we all know you never do anything disgusting, like hire your daughter for top government positions. Hey, she's highly qualified, very highly qualified, the highest qualified. Beautiful qualifications. Right, Donald, because nepotism is the highest qualification. Nepotism? Like when dead people have sex with each other, that's... Disgusting. Okay, Mr. Presidents, it's time for your enemas. With friends like you guys, who needs enemas? 
They hunt the country's most twisted criminals. on a charge of robbing 49 shops, three factories, a warehouse and a bank. What do you got to say? We've been waiting for you to try and snatch that bag and now we've caught you in the act. You'd better come quietly. Criminal Minds BS. Now it's that part of the show where Ray, as stated in paragraph 2.3b of his good behaviour bond, has to take part in mandatory voluntary psychological testing on behalf of the Princess Himmler Institute. Now, according to the Brutus Himmler Institute and several other experts in the field, like that Kardashian woman with the big bottom, prison time only has any value if there is rehabilitation offered and accepted. So, if you'd be so kind, Ray, as to remove your goggles and your tinfoil hat, um, I just need to insert this um, holograph suppository up your go away from her all me. I know her. It's okay. Yeah. Well, well the, uh, don't fight it. Won't hurt. Okay. All right. Wait, 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 wait. That's it. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Got the rubber gloves on. It's fine. Um, so easy go there, big boy. Right. <laughs> Don't just deep breaths. Okay. As always, no pressure, and try not to think about the consequences of failure. Okay, as that will not do you any good in the in the short and long term. Okay. So, um, here it goes. Which one of the following is not a crime? Okay, so A, forgetting your wife's birthday in Samoa. B, chewing gum in Singapore. C, mowing the lawn on a Sunday in Germany. Or D, driving a tank to church on a Sunday in America. So which one of those is not a crime? Which one of those is not a crime? Mm. Or looks a bit suspicious. Well, they all sound a bit weird, but driving one, I mean, Somali. I don't know. The moment we get some more. more in the Pacific Island. Jimmy, I want to go for uh, number one. So you're going you're gonna to say that that one is not a crime. So you think it's quite okay for a yank to ride a tank to church? I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. know. The forgetting your wife's birthday in Samoa is actually a crime. It is on the legal statute. Uh, chewing gum in Singapore, owning chewing gum in Singapore, transporting it into Singapore is uh, strictly forbidden. Mowing the lawn on a Sunday in Germany, having the washing machine on on Sunday, hammering things in on Sunday, that can also extend to Saturday afternoon, is, is forbidden. Uh, but you can... America, of course, is the only place mad enough. Sorry for people in America, but it's the only place where you can actually buy and drive your own tank. Um, so why not take it to church on a Sunday? Only certain states allow that, but as, as if that makes it okay. Uh, number Thanks. two. Yeah, which one of these works? So you got the first one wrong. It's okay. Um, I don't know if that's affected the polygraph yet, but which one of these words or phrases would not be used to describe? The system of law and order. Okay, so A, judiciary, B, legal, C, justice, or D, penile. I'm not going to try to be senile here. I want to go for penile. (laughs) (laughs) Not not quite senile indeed. Yes, you are indeed correct. It is penile. 
that does not describe law and order because the correct word would be penal. Uh, penile has other connotations connected to uh, willy like fetishes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, three. Have you ever broken into a home and done a big burglar poo on the floor? The answers are A, yes, but only one time. B, yes, lots of times. C, no, but I'd really like to. Or D, do you think I'd confess to something like that on a podcast? Do you honestly, seriously think I would confess to that, Jim Sir? God. Right, so I'm away from her army. <laughs> right. How would you define a victimless crime? What would that mean, a victimless crime? Question four to you. In theory, theoretically speaking, I'd say it's where no one gets hurt, Jimmy. All right. Where nobody gets hurt. Okay. Now, I have three crimes, uh, which I'm going to read out to you now. And I want you to rank these in terms of which one is the most victimless of these crimes. Okay. So, A, stealing a valuable piece of art. Mm -hmm. B, kidnapping and ransoming someone's beloved family pet goldfish. Or C, Mm -hmm. admiring Mrs. O'Leary's bra and knickers and borrowing them off her washing line when she's at work, but carefully putting them back when you've finished using them. (laughs) <laughs> is that it that's it you have to say which one is the most victimless mm, I mean you've got to think you know the valuable piece of art that's somebody's mm, very expensive possession isn't it you might even need to use weapons to get that okay I'm going to go most innocent Mrs. O'Leary's <laughs> oh god I don't really say that <laughs> so you, you you think there's there's absolutely no harm in in bottle yeah, no harm in a watch brown neck did I go for the uh... <laughs> okay definitely art would be the last one I agree so uh, well not not that it's my position to agree but I'm not telling you <laughs> the first one okay Okay, Mrs. O'Leary, I hope you're not listening. Um, okay. In 1866, uh, Dostoevsky wrote Crime and Punishment. Now, Ray, would you prefer to commit a crime or would you prefer to take a punishment? Some people like the old punishment. I know. I prefer, I prefer to commit one. You prefer to commit a crime. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let me have a look at this. So you went for crime. <clears throat> I'm just looking at Dr. Brutus Himmler's notes here. So you went for crime. So um, of the crimes that were mentioned today, um, I can recap a little bit with you. Um, driving a tank to church on a Sunday, Mrs. O'Leary and her underwear, of course, uh, kidnapping goldfish, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Which one of those crimes do you think that you would most like to commit in an ideal world where there was no punishment. I'm going to go right back to Mrs. O'Leary. <laughs> Not all. <laughs> I... Okay, for some reason I thought that you might say that. <laughs> okay. All right, that was good. Um, just according to Dr. Brutus Himmler, if you had pumped or plumped, or is it pumped? If you plumped... <laughs> If you, if you plumped for punishment, then the next question would have been, would you opt for a bend over trousers down six of the best quickie? Or would you go in for the six-week all-inclusive holiday to Guantanamo Bay? But you don't need to answer that one because you've already said that 
you know, it's it's the crime that interests you more than the punishment. <laughs> no, we we can tot up these results, and I, I think it's becoming clear from this that you are a um, callous, perverted, hedonistic sickle who enjoys driving armored vehicles through people's gardens while sniffing ladies' knickers. And while, and while all of these could be possibly victimless, they may even be legally allowed in America. They're certainly not here. Okay, uh, Dr. Himmler says that he will monitor the situation over the coming year and hopes that a return to prison will not be necessary. Now, if you just take a deep breath, I'm going to pull the polygraph out. <laughs> Criminal Minds BS. Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Sean Loftus, good friend of mine from Ballina, posted mm-hmm. David Hasselhoff walks into a bar and orders a drink. It's a pleasure to serve you, said the bartender. Just call me half, he replied. Sure, absolutely, certainly, said the bartender. No hassle. <laughs> good skills, Sean. Nicely, likey. nicely. Uh, likey, likey, Sean. Good skills. Okay, that's all, folks. We're back next week. Come rain, sunshine, or shite. Hansi will be back, so will Morgan, and we'll have more from LEBC News, and we'll be asking your opinion on a name change for us in 2024. Um, Thank you for your support, Shakers, as ever. If you listen on Spotify, please give us a five-star rating, and please tell a friend to listen to not only the funniest, but also the hardest-working podcast of the year. Special thanks to Morgan Freeman, Declan and Mowgli at Hackett Technologies and Cross Malina, Valerie Richards, Donald Trump, Joe Biden and Barack Obama, James Joyce Irish Pub, Crow Radio UK, Eamon McAndrew and of course Ray Mack. See you next week, Shakers. Good skills. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023